It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from on this Thursday morning. Yes, Thursday, flying through the working week. It is August the 24th, of course, we've got that run-up too towards the end of the month. And I just want to mention the soaring popularity of tiny homes among those adverse to mortgages. It really is a testament to the changing housing preferences. And these compact dwellings really do offer a bit of an escape from the urban sprawl, enabling that remote living and self-sufficiency off the grid. I mean, it sounds so fantastic. And beyond the size, the allure too of the eco building materials really does drive this trend along and it showcases of course a commitment to sustainability things like bamboo reclaimed wood what else recycled materials all of this kind of reduces the environmental impact in a world I guess increasingly concerned about ecological balance so the rise and the rise of tiny homes is definitely out there a desire to embrace nature and a commitment to a greener way of living and is that something that you have considered in 2023 especially if you are a first time buyer and this morning we're actually going to catch up with somebody who knows a thing or two about smaller spaces it is Josh Fitzgerald from Archer he's an architect and he's in Hobart and a very good morning to you Josh welcome to the real estate breakfast this morning hi Greg thanks for having me the rise and rise of these smaller spaces and tell you what it's a big talking point I can't tell you the amount of times I've been at a barbecue a dinner party and people sort of bring up the subject about tiny homes definitely look we're, we're definitely seeing a rise in demand for smaller more compact homes of late people are more interested in the, the level of quality than, um, you know, it's that idea of quality over quantity. Now, you're an architect. How tricky is it, like, because you're dealing with smaller spaces? Because on one argument, somebody could say, well, it's got to be easier for an architect because it's a smaller space. But then if you think about it, it can be quite tricky. It can be just as difficult because you're working with that small restriction. Look, yeah, that's definitely it. Look, you've you've still pretty much got to design the whole house. It's just that you're trying to do it in a more compact and efficient manner. And whilst that's hard, sometimes those sort of constraints can lead to some really, really interesting outcomes. So why not just uh, tell us some of those restraints that you have encountered firsthand? Look, I think first up is size. A lot of people assume they need big this, big that. But when you actually grill down to it, you can see that actually I don't need all these extra frivolous items. Also, just just sort of the, the number of spaces. Like, you know, some people think they need to live in, extra bedroom. And a lot of people actually will used to design for the future market. So they'd always think, okay, who, who is the future owner that might buy this off me? Whereas people nowadays are more settled in a sense and you hear this term forever home. And so this is something that they want to live in for a very long time. So they start to design for themselves rather than others. 
Yeah, that's a very good point. All right, well, we'll come back and we will talk more about tiny spaces, tiny homes, whatever you like to call it, with Josh. That's up next. We don't just report on real estate news. We take you to the source of the information. We produce more property podcasts every week than anyone else. We are your trusted guide for all things real estate. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Prices, prices, prices. Yes, how expensive is it to go to the supermarket? I think it's the fear factor. Remember that TV show? Well, that's kind of what the supermarket has turned into. How a family of five with a mortgage can afford to bring up children in these inflationary times that we live in is anybody's guess. And what a delight, an absolute delight it was yesterday to see that Woolworths have reported an annual profit increase to $1.62 billion. And the Woolworths CEO did note that it is a challenging consumer environment that we live in and indicated hopes for lower supermarket prices due to the slowing of the inflation. It almost uh, sounds a contradiction in terms, doesn't it? When you're talking about the $1.62 billion of profit. Well, if you're celebrating a birthday today for August the 24th. Happy birthday to you. Just a couple of celebs. One of my favourite comedians is turning 50 today and that is Dave Chappelle and Stephen Fry, the Englishman. He is turning 65. It's time to go back to the real estate vault for this week's property comment. Now we talked about first home buyers. They're able to secure a home, 800 square metres 550k then you look at newer locations and I think the suburb is Zicoli where first home buyers the builders are getting in there a three-bedroom brand new for under 600k yeah, that's correct. So Zicoli is a um, is a section of the satellite city of Palmston. So we've seen a lot of the house and land packages move in that the growth corridor out in the southeastern corner um, away from the CBD. But there's also options. So, you know, if you're looking for the detached housing, which is more suited to families, that has been very popular. If you're a younger first homeowner and you want to live a bit closer to the action, uh, you know, around the, the Darwin CBD or whether you're out at the Nightcliffe and, and Rapid Creek foreshore, uh, the unit market is very popular for first homeowners too. So there are options depending on you know which stage of your life you're at. Don't forget to subscribe. We have hundreds of episodes all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. And isn't it intriguing just how much of a connection we have with our phones? Do you think that's getting stronger year on year? I think so, particularly when you look at the urge to respond instantly. That seems to be changing and the way that we're engaging with each other. For instance, yesterday, classic example, I'm mid-sentence. I hear the vibration go off with the person I'm talking to opposite me. They whipped out their phone. I call it the phone lunge to check on their text message. And then... When they finished looking, they looked up at me rather gingerly, 
realising, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I was actually in a conversation. But, you know, it's kind of an automatic thing that people do. It's a reminder of just how much the technology has woven itself into our lives, interrupting even the most meaningful of conversations. So are we gradually losing the art of undistracted dialogue? We probably lost that a few years ago, many would say. It's the main centre forecast. Let's check on the weather. First we go to Sydney and mainly fine, expecting a high of 20 today. Good news for Melbourne. Good morning to you. A mainly fine day. Some cloud around 18 degrees. Sunshine and 25 expected for Brisbane and in Perth today. Should be a mainly fine one and 21. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights appear opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. And we are talking smaller homes. Embarking on a tiny home project, of course, demands thorough preparations, starting with clear plans for building materials and energy-efficient insulation. Location, of course, that does matter with zoning regulations, access to utilities and climate should also align with your vision. We're back with Josh Fitzgerald, the architect who knows all about about small spaces. All of what I've just said there kind of is important, isn't it, when you sort of embark on a smaller, tiny home? Yes, look, definitely. It's being smaller, as I said earlier, like it's a it's a condensed house in a sense. And so you do need to really consider all the elements. There's not really much room for error. So where a larger house might have space where, look, oh, I didn't think of this, I could add this later. You need to have a pretty good grasp of what your brief is and, and what the, I guess, overall desired outcome is. You know, I liked what you were saying before, and that is all this stuff that you don't need, you think you need it, let's call it crap, let's call it out for what it is, you know, all this <laughs> all this rubbish, trying to keep up with the Joneses, let's just forget about that, let's just get on with living, and you know, I think people are pretty smart when they decide to just absolutely trim things back. Yes, look, that's definitely it. Look, we've built a tiny home of ourselves and originally, you know, it's got a footprint that suits us now and it could expand. And we were a little hesitant, but in living in that for five years, we were like, this is actually more than what we need a lot of the time. Because building is so, it seems quite permanent um, and immovable, there's this sort of daunting, you know, horizon you've got to work towards that you need to make it perfect. And, and people rather to err on the side of caution. And so they just make things a little bigger, add another space, and it's just really easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, and you've got this small, tiny, I don't know if you call it a tiny, I guess it it is a tiny home, 53 square metres, and what's quite interesting about this one is that it's movable, it's not on a trailer, probably hard to transport a 53 square metre house on a trailer, but this is very movable, so tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, look, definitely. Look, so Castoracton, it's, it's 53 square metres. It's a movable dwelling that I've designed and built with my partner, Millie. And we, we built it on her parents' block of land in Acton Park, which is a semi-rural suburb about 20 minutes from Hobart CBD. We, we began construction it was a little over five years ago after a land purchase fell through. And the original intent was to live in Castoracton whilst we look for land with the ability to then move it immediately after the purchase. This would then eliminate holding costs whilst we design the expansion. 
So fundamentally, we effectively built the house before we had the land. In the meantime, COVID hit and land prices went through the roof as availability dried up, as you know too well. And then late last year, we just happened to stumble across this ideal block of land. However, it had a house on it already. So Josh, at the moment then, you're looking to sell this 53 square metre house. Yeah, that's it. Late last year, we stumbled across this ideal block of land. However, it already had a house on it. So as such, we're offering Castor Acton for sale through a friend of ours, Georgie Rayner from Harrison Agents. Yeah, much interest. I, I guess you'd have some interest because it is movable. Somebody might have a block of land somewhere and they can get this 53 square metre foot architecturally designed on their land. Yeah, look, definitely. We've had we've had quite a lot of interest, actually. The, the interesting thing here is being uh, a movable dwelling, we can't, it doesn't formally, it's not classified as a real estate sale because fundamentally, fundamentally you're selling the land and it just happens to have a house on it. So what was pretty fun was we originally only posted it for sale through Archer's Instagram page. That actually got a lot of hits. We've had, the majority are from Tasmania, but we've had people from Victoria and even as far north as Byron Bay in New South Wales. Right. Okay. Well, good luck with all of that. Good luck with the the architecture as well. Have you got any smaller designs coming up? Yes. Look, we're our, our business is actually just pivoting into what we're calling uh, prefab by Archer, and this is sort of responding to this, like the demand we had, like the people that came out and said, "Look, this would be perfect for our block." But you know, there's a number of reasons. This isn't just as simple as selling a car or a house. Like, there's a lot of um, other work that needs to happen. And in we're sort of responding to that demand, so we're we're sort of pivoting our business to better service people that have this you know desire to live small, more compact, more efficient, more higher quality homes. Yeah, it's the the growing demand. You're servicing the demand by the sound of it, Josh. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, enjoy your day. Have a fantastic Thursday, and thanks for coming on to the real estate breakfast this morning. Thank you very much for having me, Craig. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 